And we are live. JT here. Welcome to The Huddle. The Huddle is where I sit down with successful people from the world of sport and coaching. It's to learn more about their journey to greatness. Why do I have these conversations? Because success always leaves clues. I want to take a moment to thank you. I want to take a moment to thank you, whether you are tuning in live as we stream into our Facebook community, whether you are watching the replay on YouTube or on Facebook, or whether you're listening to the audio on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me and my special guest today. And here's my reminder to you. The mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's wide open. My challenge to you is to go all in on this conversation, remove any distractions so you can gain a valuable nugget of wisdom. And I guarantee you that valuable nugget of wisdom will not only help you succeed in sports, but more importantly, in the game of life. Been looking forward to my conversation with my special guest today. You know, we've been talking over the last couple of months and I've been you know, just uh, encouraging him. I'd love to have him come on and just share his journey to greatness. And he's been gracious to bless us with his time. You wore me uh, down. You wore me down brother. <laughs> Persistence, brother, persistence. Uh, my guest in the huddle today uh, has a number of different titles. As I was uh, saying when he, before he came on, he's the current defense, he's currently serving as a defensive line coach, special teams coordinator and recruiting coordinator at the Nash, current national champion, Western Mustangs. My guest in the huddle today is Coach Kevin McNeil. How are you today, brother? Good, good. More, more Hulk Hogan brothers out there for me. Exactly. Um, before we get kicked off, pun intended, uh, I just like to remind our audience that you know one of the, my daily practices, which help remind me to be here now, is to count my blessings. And I'm a firm believer the biggest blessing we can give anyone is our time and energy. So I, I just want to thank you again for, for blessing me with some of your time and energy to be here with me and our community today. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Appreciate it, hey, brother. My pleasure, man. Okay. So one of the first things I'd like to do in the huddle is, is to remind people that life is a game and games are supposed to be fun. So I'm curious. What is an interesting fact? I had a coaching colleague and a great friend that said, you know, we all have our quirks. We all have those things that make us unique and different. Uh, I, I'm curious, what, what's maybe an interesting fact? Maybe some, some would call it a quirk that maybe a lot of people don't know about you that you'd be open to sharing with our community. Well, geez, man, I don't know about that. Um, I like fishing. I don't think I think most people know that about me, but yeah, yeah. There you go. So I'm curious, what is it about fishing? Like I grew up, I, I remember my dad used to take our family fishing. What is it? I'm curious, like what is it about fishing that like brings you that that sense of joy? Um, you know, like growing up, like I, I was I was the youngest to my brother and my cousins, and they're all better at fishing than me. So I didn't like fishing, you know, because okay. I wasn't <laughs> winning it. Uh, it's the game's supposed to be fun. I, th I thought you meant games are supposed to be one, but um <laughs> But once once I stopped playing football, uh, I needed something else. Like I needed something in my life to to you know compete at and to you know um, kind of fill that void. And so 
obviously, you know, coaching was a big part of that, but, you know, I, I started fishing a lot more once I finished playing mm-hmm. and, you know, the, that was just, you know, something to try to excel at and be good at, you know, which was uh, um, kind of, you know, helped with that process of transitioning from playing to, to, you know, the real, the real world. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. And, and what I really hear, heard from you there is just that idea of like, it just kind of allowed you to sort of scratch that itch a little bit, right? That, that sort of fire inside of you that just likes to grow and get better at things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, you know, it, it's very evident that sport has played an important role in, in your life, right? You were, again, a, a high level athlete, right? Who, again, very uh, decorated from an individual standpoint, right? Uh, recognized both provincially and at the national level. And then you transitioned into, into coaching and, and have done it at a high level for many years. I'm curious, what is a lesson that you've gotten in sport? that you still find yourself applying to your life today? Uh, a lesson in sport, you know, I mean, there's so many, you know I mean? Like, you know, you can, you know, you can choose from a, a ton of different options there, but uh, I mean, like, you know, chase your dreams. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, you know, I was talking to, you know, former teammate of mine, you know, t- this morning about this, you know, chase your dreams, um, but have a backup. You know, what I mean, like you know, chase your dreams and, and shoot for the stars, but make sure you have a, a backup plan. And and you know, I the lesson I learned because I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really have much of a backup plan. I was just all all in for playing. And when that that didn't happen, you know, I was like, well, I you know, I'll just go on and coaching. And uh, you know, kind of it just worked out. But uh, you know, it's it's important to you know you know shoot for the stars and chase your dreams, but make sure make sure you have a make sure you have a fail safe just in case. Yeah. Now now I'm curious again, you know. Anyone that knows you, you know, I, I love that idea of being all in, right? Like go all in on your dreams. Now I'm curious, is that something that has come, came naturally to you or was there like a particular, you know, coach, teacher, you know, a parent, a loved one that sort of shared that idea with you? Um, no, I think I kind of learned along the way. Like, you know, one of my, my best friends um, in university kind of was, was a big, you know, goal chaser and dream chaser kind of thing. And, and you know, we had that in common and, and you know, that kind of what, you know, brought us together as friends. Um, so, you know, that was kind of big, but uh, it was really like, you know, football was just that that outlet, you know, for, you know, for me um, that that I needed as, as a, you know, as a young man to, you know, kind of get some, get some aggression out and not get in trouble for it. So, um, you know, it, it went on to some pretty cool things with it and get a great degree and, and, uh, and a great career. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, chasing those dreams, and those goals, um, just kind of, kind of, you know, manifested itself along the way, you know? And I love that, right? Like, I love that, you know, you're acknowledging all these, uh, these, these blessings that have come along the way, right? Like these friendships, uh, the degree, right? All, all these connections you've created. And, and it really reminds me of this idea, you know, people often talk about, you know, it, it, the beauties in, in the destination, right? And, you know, it's in that process. And it's interesting that, you know, I, I go back to this analogy that, you know, a ship, like, let's say a cruise ship, you know, it knows where it wants to go. It knows its next port of call. And it's funny, it won't see that port of call for like 99% of the journey, but it's through its ability to keep moving through the water right? Sometimes it's calm, sometimes it's rocky, that it actually gets to its destination. So kudos to you for, for, for seeing, but like the joy really is in the journey. Yeah. You know, it was funny. You know, I remember sitting down on, uh, on Gary Jeffries. Uh, he was the defense coordinator at uh, Laurie at the time on his couch. And he's like, so what do you want to do? 
and I was like, well, you know, I want to, I want to play on specials my first year, try to become a starter, you know, I want to, you know, then start for the next four years and, you know, become an all-star and, you know, playing championships and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And after like, you know, you know, probably 10 or 15 minutes of me going on and on, he goes, no, I meant like, do you want to go for lunch? And so, um, that was, uh, that was a lot of, that was a lot of, that's a fond memory of, uh, you know, a guy who had a big influence in my life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm curious, you know, you, you talked about this idea of, you know, going all in on your dreams, um, but acknowledging that every journey, right. Um, you know, it's like reading a chapter. It's like reading a book, right? Every chapter ends and new one begins. So I'm curious for you. Um, do you remember when, when you decided, you know, okay, I'm going to transition from being an athlete to a coach, you know, what was, what was the inspiration to do that? Because, you know, getting to know you, you know, I, I believe you could be successful in whatever you chose to do. You know, what, what was the inspiration to get into coaching? Uh, you know, I always wanted to coach, you know I mean? Like that was, that was something at, at a young age, you know, uh, when I started, you know, first watching football and, you know, I always wanted to like, I'm going to play for as long as I can and, and try to go pro. Um, mm-hmm. It was always kind of with the mindset, like, you know, try to get that on the resume to make it as a coach. And back when I started, there wasn't a lot of full-time coaching jobs. So it was very much like, you know, it was, it was a tough kind of thing to get into, um, you know, coaching wise and getting that, that full-time job. So I always kind of had that as like my, like, you know, background is like, I want to co- play as long as I, I possibly can. Yeah. And then, you know, when that's over, if I can make a living at coaching, uh, I'll do that, you know, and if I, if I can't, you know, I kind of had a few different, uh, you know, knucklehead ideas in my head of things to do, but uh, mm-hmm. um, really it was kind of like, you know, kind of part of my makeup going, you know, from a young age, I remember drawing up plays as a kid, you know, when I was 13 years old kind of thing, but, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's it always kind of been a part of me. So. Okay. Well, you bring up an interesting idea, right? Like anyone that look, would look at you today, right? And say, okay, here is a coach, you know, a prominent coach at the national champion. It looks like, you know, he has everything put together. But as you said, what I really got from your journey there is that there've been lots of focus reps and sets, right? Like you had to pay a price to get into coaching, right? Like you said, there weren't a lot of full-time coaching jobs when you first got into it. So I'm curious from your perspective, what was the biggest lesson you've learned over your coaching career? Um, you know, had, you know, being at different opportunities and just sort of navigating this journey from not a lot of opportunity to where you are today. Well, you, you kind of said it a little bit, enjoy the process, enjoy the people you work with. You know I mean? Like you know, we, you know, especially in the, you know, university coaching, uh, we put a lot of hours, you know, you, you want to spend those time with people that you appreciate, you know, yeah. and that, you know, can challenge you and you can learn from, and, you know, that's, you know, and that you can trust, you know, I think that's the, the biggest thing is that, you know, you don't want to be, you know, looking over, you know, you're putting in a lot of hours, you don't want to be looking over your back, right? So, yeah. um, so I, I think that that was a big, uh, I kind of, you know, didn't really realize that at the beginning, because when I first started coaching, um, you know, at Laurier, it was just, it was an incredible environment, you know, four yeah. years as an assistant at, at Laurier, when I first started out, it was, it was amazing, you know, it was yeah. such a camaraderie, uh, we were winning too, so it's always, you know, makes things better, but, uh, uh, it was an amazing group of people and, and mm-hmm. that's really made it that, uh, that much more special. It's funny as you say that, right? Like, I, again, I know getting to know you, you know, you're big on, on surrounding yourself with great people, right? Like a strong and powerful team, right? Like any high level athlete and coach knows. And it's funny. It reminds me of our conversation as we were planning this year for red black weekend. And I remember you would say like, we're in a, we're like in a quote unquote serious logistics meeting. You're like most important question. Is there great food there? 
And I just remember thinking, what a great way to just kind of like remind us that, you know, really is about like people, it's breaking bread, it's, it's these connections, right? It's these moments of, of just connecting with a human being that really make the journey worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. We got good food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm curious here. So, you know, one thing I've definitely come to appreciate about you again is your, your, your love of people. Um, you know, and again, having some athletes, which we both work with that, that's one thing that always seems to be the feedback is they always have great things to say about you, right? Like there seems to be this connection that they really enjoy Like, was that something that a particular coach, like I know you mentioned, uh, coach Jeffries, you know, early in your, in your university career, um, was, was, was it a group of coaches? Was it one coach that really taught you this idea that, you know, you really win with people? Well, I'm sure not everyone says good things. But, um, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, Ron Van Morker, you know, was my position coach and, you know, longtime defense coordinator yeah. um, at Laurie, you know, you know, huge impact in my life, still very close friends, you know, also Gary Jeffries, you know, Stephen Potasco was part of that staff that, uh, you know, great person, you know, so a lot of great people on the way, you know, a lot of great people, you know, it's, it's amazing now to, to be at, be at Western and, you know, we have an incredible defensive staff that, you know, is, is so much, you know, we have a ton of fun together and it's, uh, it's great to be around those, those guys. So um, it, it's, it's fun going in the office when you have that kind of thing, but uh, yeah, those early days, you know, coach, coach, uh, coach Smith, coach, uh, coach Jeffries, coach Van Morker had, you know, really big impacts on, on me. Yeah. So I'm curious, right. Again, it's that people first, right. Like it's gotta be fun. Like you put, like you mentioned earlier, we put a lot of time and energy into this. So it's got to be fun, right? Going back to, you know, life's a game, game's supposed to be fun. I'm curious, how important has that been, right? Because I, I feel like as, as, a, as a Western alum, it's been amazing to see the last five years, because you've seen that it is now, you know, uh, a destiny. It's always been a, you know, a destination, but now I feel it's like, you know, Western's kind of put itself back at the top of the mountain. How important has that been in there, like to make the process more enjoyable? Because there's, there's, I feel like just being around, there's been a different energy the last few years. Like it seems to be one where you guys are having a ton of fun, both players and coaches. Yeah, unless the D line doesn't, you know, get to the quarterback on game day, and that's not so much fun. But you know, um, but you know, ultimately, it's you know, um, you know, we don't, you know we don't talk about winning a ton, you know what I mean? Like, you know, coach Marshall doesn't talk about winning. It's about, you know, just doing things the right way and, and being respectful and inclusive. And, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, is nice to be a part of, you know, it's very family oriented where like, you know, the kids and the wife are, are welcome in the stadium anytime. And, you know, it's always chocolate bars, you know, in coach Marshall's office for the kids. And, you know, so that kind of stuff is, 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 is fun. You know, like we, we, we do, I think there's a lot of mutual trust and I think, you know, we're all there for the, for the right reasons too. And, and we all, you know, just uh, enjoy going to the office. So um, yeah, you know, it, it's been, it's been a great experience. It's been an incredible learning experience, you know, learning a ton every single day from, from coach Marshall, like he's, he's the best. And it's been incredible to kind of get to see him, you know, you know, and how he operates. I love that, right? Again, this, this environment, right? Where it, you know, it's, it's, it's inclusive, right? Like everyone's welcome. Like that's it, it, to me, it makes it feel like everyone's a part of this, right? Everyone's a part of this process. Um, 
you brought up an interesting idea and, and it's interesting how, you know, I'm a firm believer life is all divine timing. I actually posted uh, a conversation I had with coach uh, Demore about this idea of like great leaders focus on building trust. So, so I'm curious from your perspective, you've mentioned that word a, a number of times. Um, is there anything that you do? Because I, I, again, you've mentioned several times, it's important to you. I, I can tell. Is there something that you do uh, when working with other athletes, uh, coaches, in terms of building that trust, building that connection with them. Is there anything that you do in that process? I, I think it just comes from you know learned experiences, right? You know, you just you know the, the more you you work with someone and, and can learn to, you know, depend upon them. You know, what I mean, you start to to build that. Like players is a funny one, you know. Like players is is every kid's a little bit different, and you kind of have to approach each athlete uh, a little bit different. Um, but ultimately, you know, they don't. They're not going to really, truly, you know, listen to what you say until they, they learn to trust you and, and uh, know that you have their back. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's important, you know, for that process, it doesn't happen right away. You know, it takes, you know, some time, you know, it took, it took some time with, with a few of my guys, but, but we yeah. got, you know, and I think, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're so close now because of it. And also, mm -hmm. you know, we need to share in the success of, of last, you know, year's team was, was pretty special. So um, yeah, you know, these shared experiences are so important. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, it's, you can't just, you know, trust in something that's not, you know, truly given, like you have to, yeah, it has to be earned. And, 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 and I think that's one of the things that uh, um, we've kind of gone through. And, and it's a great reminder. Uh, I know, again, many of the great coaches, great leaders, you know, that I've chatted with in the huddle have all talked about what, like one of the first things they do, it, it is about, you know, building those bridges of trust, right? Like it, it takes, it takes some time, right? And and it all comes back to this idea that like when people genuinely believe that you have their best interests at heart, that's where you can actually get the most out of them and actually help them achieve their goals faster and with greater ease. Yeah, and it's like if you don't enjoy watching someone, you know, the light bulb come on for a player and and watching them, you know, develop and grow and, and be successful, you know, you you shouldn't do you shouldn't coach, right? Like that's that's the part, you know, that's you know. That's why we do it is to see those, those successes, you know, those yeah. successes, you know, that all come together for, for a team game, you know, is, is really, it's a lot of fun. Right. So that, that, that's the, that's the, the, you know, that's the fun part of the, of what we do. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like, like seeing the wins, you know, seeing other people's wins as, as the collective win, right? Like other people's wins are, are your wins and vice versa. Well, it's the thing, right? You know, start teaching these guys how to, you know, make these, you know, put these things in, into practice, um, the skills that you're trying to teach them, then it's successful, you know, you, you can see them then do that with the rest of the things in their life, right? It's not, you know, it, it all bleeds into each other, you know, where they, they'll start, you know, maybe I'll put a little more time studying and then get, you know, a good mark on the test, you know, same thing, they'll put a little more study in my playbook, I'm going to do a better job on the football field. So it, it, it's all, it's all connected, right? So it's, uh, it's nice to see when players start to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so I'm curious again, you know, you've been coaching uh, for a while as well, as well. So I'm just curious, you know, obviously we live in an interesting time, right? We, our, our world now is designed to where more of our communication is technology-based, right? It's through phones. I'm curious from your lived experience, do you find that building trust, although the principles are the same, do you feel like it takes more time? It takes less time? Like what, what has been your experience? you know, creating these authentic connections? Uh, I mean, like in, in today's world is just like, you know, you have so much more connection, right? There's so, there's so much more connection where, you know, I remember when I played, like you didn't see your coach, you know, that often in the off season, 
right? Now we see each other all the time. So you have, you know, more opportunities to either, you know, gain trust or lose trust, you know? So mm-hmm. there's a lot, lot more connection that way. So whether that's good or bad, you know, it's just, just the way it is, yeah. um, you know? And, and I think, you know, one of the things that um, is interesting to today's world, you know, kids are smarter, you know, like kids are, are so much, you know, they have so much more access to information. You know, they, they go on YouTube and they, they see this and see that, you know, and, and they come to it with, you know, I remember when I was playing, we didn't know anything. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you had, your coach was the expert because there's nowhere else you could go. Yeah. Um, so it, it is, it is, uh, it's definitely, you know, um, challenging in some aspects, but at the same time, you know, it's, you can get so much more done because you have so much more connection and you're dealing with a smarter player. I love that for a couple of reasons, right? Like you, you talked about, you know, it, it's really an opportunity, right? What you choose to do with that opportunity with those connection points is completely in your control. And what it reminded me as well is that, you know, yeah, people access to information is, is so much greater these days. And I think it goes back to the idea that this is actually where I think it's important to remind ourselves that you're always making people feel something, right? Like you are either making them feel like that they can trust you or the opposite. So it's kind of really interesting how we're more connected, but again, you always get to choose, um, you know, uh, what, what they feel in that opportunity. Right. Well, yeah. And there's higher expectations with the more connection, right. You know, the more you're, you see the, you know, the, the player, the, the higher the expectations kind of, you know, go in terms of, you know, their conduct because you're always with them, you're always around them. Right. So, um, so there's a bit of that, you know, you have to have a little bit of understanding with that too. It's like, well, you know, if, if this was 20 years ago, you know, would you be, you know, as mad at the player for, for missing something that you probably wouldn't even known he was missing, you know, 20 years ago. Right. So, you know, try to, you know, deal, you know, try to deal with a little bit of, you know, you know, understanding and, and, and compassion when you, you know, as much as you can. I love that. You know, you talk about this idea of perspective, right? The importance of that mental muscle, right? Perception, like being able to see the world through the lens of someone else, like that compassion and understanding. So I'm curious uh, from your perspective, how important are those skills if you're, if you're coach, if you're leading others, the ability to actually practice patience, to actually practice compassion and understanding for others, like, you know, it, how important is that in today's, in today's world, especially working with young people today? Well, you know, you want to see patients, you see me driving downtown Toronto during rush hour. That's, there's not a lot of patients going on there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's what you, it's what you make of it, you know, like, you know, you, you can, you know, each, each, you know, perspective brings a different, you know, ingredient with it. Right. So, you know, being patient is, is, is great. In some situations, others not. Right. So, um, you know, it, it's one of the things, you know, when you, when you're trying to build trust, you know, um, you always try to, you know, give the player the benefit of the doubt as much as you can until you can't, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that where, you know, the patient piece comes into it, but, uh, at the same time, you know, you know, certain, certain guys will take, you know, will take it and run with it and, and, and abuse that, that trust. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it depends upon, you know, per kid and per person. Right. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like this idea of it's, it's, it's not going to be a perfect journey, right? Like there's going to be bumps along the way. There's going to be ebbs and flows. So really just understanding that they're always, it always could come back to a teachable moment. Yeah, I mean, that's what you try, right? That's what, you know, as coaches, you know, we're trying to, you know, teach, you know, not just on-field skills, but life skills. And, you know, you know, our players go on to be, 
great husbands and, and fathers and, and members of their communities, right? So like, that's really at the end of the day, you know, football is a very small, small part of their lives. You know, there's, there's, you know, so much more after, you know, for, for our guys. And, and that's really why we do what we do is we want to see guys be successful in their lives once they're done football. Yeah. It's funny. It goes back to, you know, I think back to, you know, when we were in university, that idea where OUA, the champions for life, right? And it's really that idea that that's what sounds like to you. That's the driver for you is to use football is just the vehicle. It's the tool to help teach greater skills so they can grow up to be great husbands, you know, great men, right? And just great leaders in the game of life. That's what you hope for, you know, that's what you hope for. Win, win some, win some, some championships along the way. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, absolutely. It's, you know, that's, that's the, you know, the best thing is seeing your players go on and do great things. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm curious again, you know, you're a London guy. What has it been like being part of this, um, you know, building this rock solid foundation, right? Like Western's always, you know, had a strong tradition, but I really do feel the last five years have really kind of have, have ushered in a new era. Every era is, you know, unique and different, but what has that been like being a lemon guy helping to create this, 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 I don't know, this, this new era of Western football where, you know, the expectation, okay. I know you said coach Marshall, took a winner, but you know, it's Vanier cups. It's playing for Vanier cups and winning Vanier cups. What, what's that been like for you? Uh, well, you know, I spent a majority of my career trying to get guys to leave London. They, you know, let, yeah. a off <laughs> head of football. Um, you know, now it's, it's, it's now it's, Hey, stay home, save some money. But, uh, yeah. the, uh, you know, being from London and, you know, I, I truly think that it is, you know, the best football city in Canada, you know, like, you mm -hmm. know, football for talent and uh you know it's just a remarkable place to uh uh to play high school football you know I, I love high school football in london i love the high school football um you know you know rivalries and uh, go rams um but uh you know it's it, it's it's special to kind of be a part of that i love going you know to the fall games i love going to south and, and you know sitting underneath the oak tree and watching those games you know so there's a lot of you know great memories of you know being on the hill at lucas and, and all that kind of stuff right so I, you know, it's, it's, it's special to be a part of a, a great football city, um, you know, to be a part of that, you know, myself and, and to then, you know, see the successes of, you know, the, the generation now that's, you know, coming up is, is exceptional, right. It's, it's amazing to mm -hmm. see. And uh, so, yeah, it's special to be a part of it. It's nice that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things are, are, are going well at Western too, but uh, mm -hmm. year's a new year, you know, you can't, you know, you can't bank on, you know, the, the past, you know, successes, you know, mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of right kind of things to go right you know to to get to be successful so mm. you know every, every year you got to work at it okay i love that idea of you sharing right because yeah you are part of the fabric of of london football right like you've been there you've done that and and that's where i always comes back to this word i remember coach Taylor would always share with us at western like you pay homage to the past Right. And and one thing I've really come to appreciate about you, coach, is, is this idea of, you know, when we were planning for Red Black, you're like, you know, what could we do to integrate everyone? Right. Like, what could we do to engage the high schools? Right. What could we do to uh, the London Junior Stangs? Right. The, the beef eaters. Right. And just make this about, you know, Team Ontario, but make this a community. So so I'm curious here coming out of these last two and a half years, which has been an interesting experience for all of us. How important is that to build sort of from the grassroots all the way to the top? If we truly want to um, share this beautiful game with more people. 
Well, you know, you know, you mentioned it, and I, I want to make sure I, I give a shout out, you know, to the volunteers from the Junior Mustangs, you know, from the one of the feeders, like you know, for their help with the red light, like that that event, you know, was made so much better by uh, so many people that that helped out through you know equipment to you know sorting out jerseys and rosters on game yeah. day, like, you know, it, incredible, you know, the amount of support you know that we have locally um, with our uh, with our local you know parents. Um, it's you know. You know, we're not as we're nowhere near as successful as we are without them. So, um, going the grad, like you know, I, I'm I'm a big believer in, in high school football. Like I, I think high school football is so so important. Um, you know, it it, it it attaches an education piece to it too, and there's teachers you know involved um, with it. And I think that's uh, one of the things that I think you know makes university football special is because it's has an academic piece attached to it as well. Um, so I think that you know goes hand in hand but uh you know grassroots you know i i think like you know uh, football is one of those one of those sports that has a lot of transferable skills where you can play baseball and basketball and, and all these sports you know as a kid and should play a lot of different sports as a kid and they all train you know these skills all translate well to football so um so i think growing the grassroots is important at the at the high school level but i think you know making sure that we're we're providing lots of opportunities for guys to play all different sports um and, and enjoy you know competing you know different times of the year for different sports is, is so important yeah no i and i love that you're bringing up this idea of you know, so much, so many things go behind the scenes, right? And I think about even, you know, just what I loved about Red Black Weekend, we're just using that as an example, was how, what a great experience, right? Like how many athletes, how many parents, how many community members came up after and just said, that was amazing, right? And again, you were a big part of that. You know, I, I know it's, you know, I said that to you that week and, and yes, we had many volunteers that, that helped it. And it was interesting because I know when we first chat, chatted about it, it was like, you have this big vision, right? We had to, you know, sort of create this great vision of what it could be like that weekend. But then actually seeing it manifest, come to fruition and seeing everyone just have a great experience and just seeing how much joy was there. That to me was the most rewarding part of the weekend was just seeing how, what's possible when we all work together and move in, in the same direction together. Yeah, and it was nice to get some sunshine too, right? You know, like if it had a rain, it would have been a terrible weekend. No, it you know it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, getting that thing. Okay, so so I'm curious. You know, uh, so this game is growing, right? If you look at participation numbers, you look at retention rates, right? Um, we have more people playing here, at least if specifically we're playing in Ontario. There's more pathways, right, between tackle, flag. Uh, we have, you know. Um, you know, many more pathways here. We have new parts of our, our population that are being introduced, whether it's BIPOC, whether it's females, right? Even the tech side you're starting to see come in. What, from your uh, lived experience, what do you see as kind of like the next logical step in order for us to continue to grow the game, to share these beautiful life lessons that are so built into our game? That's, that's a big question. I don't know. I need to... Uh, that's uh you know if i knew that then you know i'd be you know making a lot more money maybe but yeah. um i you know like for for me i, I think uh competitions is is critical and i think i think we've seen that in the oua i think you know there's a lot more competition uh teams are you know games are close you know games are close and and you know everyone you know every single university team is working hard you know i you know, 20 years ago, it wasn't really the case. There were some teams that were recruiting and some teams were kind of recruiting and you know, yeah. some teams were just like, you know, down to Florida. So, um, 
I think now what you see is you see, you know, uh, you know, a lot of great coaches, you know, working extremely hard at, at all the different institutions and are having big impacts at, you know, driving success there. And I think like, you know, the games are close, you know, the games aren't, aren't real, you know, huge blowouts anymore. And I think that's good for the game. I think it's good for the sport. I think trying to achieve that at all levels, you know, the high school level, you know, all the way down, you want good competitive games. Cause you know, you know, no one wants to be in a, you know, no one wants to be on the receiving end of a blowout, you know, and, that's what turns people off of the sport. If they're just always getting, you know, beat every single, you know, by, by 70 points, that's not, that's not a fun experience, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, football is the the most inclusive sport. I think it's the most diverse sport, you know, from a, a multiple different uh, areas, but especially just from, you know, body type and, and athletic ability, you have giant guys, you have little guys, you know, like in everyone, every kind of role in between. And I think that's, um, really unique in our sport and something that should be celebrated that, uh, you know, it is, you know, you know, one of the most inclusive sports I think in this country. Yeah, no. And, and I, and I love that you share that, right. Uh, two things I really loved about what you shared, you know, at first you talked about the, this idea of like, let's make this experience great for everyone. Right. And, and it's funny that, you know, sometimes I remember, you know, my last couple of years of high school, you know, when we're trying to create schedule, I, I just said, you know what, us, and I'm just speaking from Lucas' perspective, we just want to play meaningful football games. We will play anyone. We just want to make it because it's a good it's a good opportunity for athletes, coaches, and, and to do that. And I found those were actually the most rewarding games. Whether we won, whether we lost, it was just like, if it made us better and we grew as a group, great. And, and, uh, and I really love that idea as well that you said there's so many built-in lessons of of how to be more inclusive, how to be more, how to celebrate, you know, our, our diverse lived experience, right. And, and to promote more uh, equity just within the game, because like you said, it's so, you you have all body types, you know, all genders, right. It's just, yeah. So I love everything you shared there. Yeah. I I think it's, you know, you got, you got dumb guys like me and smart guys, you know, you got all kinds of different people, you know, you know, you know, being involved and, and, you know, Growing up for me, it was, you know, one of the most affordable ones where you weren't having to buy your own equipment. You, you know, you, you got equipment and then gave it back, you know, so it was, it was one of those things that I felt like it was even across, you know, class lines that it brought everyone together, you know, to the poor. So I thought, I always thought that was kind of, you know, a key element of this game and something we should definitely strive to, to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. It's great that I, I love that you provide that reminder, right? Um, of, of football. I, I agree from an investment standpoint of time and energy. And I put money into the energy piece. There is such a great, so it, it's, it's the most affordable. You know, when I look at like high school football, you know, you're, you know, you're practicing 90 days a year, you know, uh, a few hundred dollar investment and for what they get out of it. And, and the best part too, is I think it attracts, like you said, a, as you know, a different personality that sometimes they need football more than football needs them, but it keeps them on a path to like, maybe it's, maybe it's the path that grad, helps them graduate high school, whether it's get some to university or, or whatever, just gets them to the next stage of life. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. You know, keeps them, keeps out of trouble, you know, so that was important for a lot of me, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> high school. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm curious, brother, again, uh, you know, we're, we're entering an interesting you know, period here, right? Uh, July, as we were talking about before, it gets a little bit quieter. Um, yeah, I'm curious, what, what what's next? What's next for you and, and Western football as we head into, as we fast, fast approach the summer? 
Uh, you know, we, we, we do work all, you know, work all summer, but like, you know, the summer months are for, you know, our guys to, you know, make some money and, and, you know, take a bit of a break and, you know, continue to train and, and be ready for the season. But, uh, you know, you know, take, give it a little bit of a, of a pause and then, you know, get uh, things ramped up, you know, in August, but, uh, yeah. uh yeah, I think right now it's important, you know, our, our players get a lot of family time, get some relaxation in and, uh, you know, recharge and be ready to go for August. You get more importantly, you get a little bit of fishing time. Yep, had no Algonquin next week. <laughs> okay, so I am curious, coach, again, if, if you know, as I said, you know, Western has, has come back. It's always been a destination of choice. Um, if anyone watching this, listening to this, you know, has any questions about Western, you know, wants to connect with you, learn more about the program, um, or simply just to connect with you, um, what's the easiest way to do so? Uh, email, like, you know, email or, or reach out to us on social media. Uh, that's probably better. Um, but uh yeah, you know, and, you know, do, do some research, you know, first, you know, like understand, you know, the, the, the academic programs and strengths of Western, you know, make sure that it's first and foremost, uh, you know, your right academic fit and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, shoot, shoot me an email. Uh, we'd love to, uh, you know, hear from you and, and, you know, anyone that emails us gets a reply, you know, that's, that's one thing that we're pretty, uh, you know, passionate about is anyone that emails the program, you know, we'll get a reply. So, um, so feel free to drop us an email and, and send us any high film and, and any kind of, you know, information about yourself and, and we'll see if it's a good fit. Awesome. I love it. Uh, so coach, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. I want, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you for the man you are, you know, uh, the great husband, the great, the great dad, teacher, coach, mentor, more importantly, the great human being you are, you know, the one thing I've really come to admire about you is just how much you, you love on people right? Like, like you are just so committed to building like trust and relationships with people. And it's really been uh, a great reminder for me about this idea of like, you really win with people in the game of life. So thank you for, again, being a shining light. Thank you for providing me that reminder about uh, loving on people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. So Coach McNeil dropped so many valuable nuggets of wisdom that will not only help you succeed on the football field, but more importantly, in the game of life. But as I remind you every time in the huddle, knowledge is potential power. It's the consistent and focused application of that great knowledge that actually creates great results. So my challenge to you is to take one of these valuable nuggets of wisdom and go apply it to your life today. And as I remind you every week in the huddle, you are deserving of greatness. You are worthy of greatness. You are greatness. And my only ask from these conversations is that if it resonates with you, please share the conversation with someone special in your life. The more people we hear, have hearing and learning and and applying these simple ideas, the more people will be reaching their next level of greatness. As always, I love having these conversations. Have a blessed start to your weekend, and we'll chat with you next time in the huddle. Have a great day, everyone.